You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 22 I jerk upright, startled awake by something. I can't believe I fell asleep. The night has grown black. Clouds hide the moon and nothing is visible. What woke me up? I blink, trying to see. Chills of apprehension tickle the base of my neck. I stand, turning in a circle. The first low growl sounds to my left. I pivot to face it. A cloud slips from its cover over the moon, and a shred of light pierces the darkness, reflecting off a pair of yellow eyes. Eyes fixed on me. The animal stands at the edge of the forest. I step back. There's the low, guttural sound of a growl behind me, another to my side. I stop moving and scan the ground for a weapon, something, anything, that will help me defend myself. There's nothing. The animal in front of me lifts its massive head and howls. I scream and wave my arms, trying to scare them. They growl louder. Time slows. I envision them tearing into my flesh and the agonizing pain I'll face before I die. One of them howls again, breaking me from my imaginings. I refuse to go down without a fight. I turn and sprint to the right, flailing my arms, screaming and making as much noise as I can. There is barking and snarling as the dogs take off after me. Fear urges me on. I can smell them behind me, the musty scent of wet, matted fur and foul breath. They're closing in. Thorns grab at me as I enter the forest, unwilling to grant me access, but somehow my feet find their way over the rough terrain. A branch scrapes my arm. Paws strike my back, knocking me to the ground. The animal's weight presses down on top of me. Instinctively, I cover my head with my arms and wait for the dog's teeth to rip into my body, to feel what I imagined feeling moments ago. A shrill whistle pierces the air. The dogs on top of me step off. I keep my head buried under my arms, ragged breaths tearing through me. Something prods at my side and I flinch, curling into myself. This is it. I'm going to be eaten. Good. You're alive. The voice is low and husky, like someone who just woke up. I uncover my head to peer up at him, but the face of my protector is hidden beneath a hood. Maybe I'm not about to die. I sit up and gasp. The dogs haven't left. They're all sitting in a circle around me and this strange man. They won't hurt you. I'm not so sure about that, I say. Without a word, the man gives two short whistles. The dogs get up and trot into the woods. I scramble to my feet. Who are you? He doesn't respond right away, and though I can't see his face, I feel him scrutinizing me. I shift, caught between wanting to be with someone anyone, and fearing this man that wild dogs obey. A light shines in my eyes, and I squint against the brightness. What is a recruit of Talionis doing in the ruins? I step back, heart racing. How do you know I'm a recruit? A sound bursts out of him, almost a laugh, but not quite. 
The uniform speaks for itself. In a blink, he closes the distance between us. Did they send you to search the area? What are you talking about? No, it was my punishment. I step back, stumble over a root, and land hard on my backside, but the pain barely registers. Whoever this guy is, I'm a little freaked out. He looms over me for another moment, shrouded in darkness on the other side of the light he's shining in my face. The sounds of the forest echo in his silence. Who'd you make mad enough to get you sent here? It's a simple enough question, but somehow it feels like a test, like the answer will determine what happens next. The ground is damp, and it seeps into my pants like my growing unease. People don't survive the ruins, but this man is comfortable here, unnervingly so. Well? I, uh, it doesn't matter, I say. Then his staff is pressing into my chest, not painfully, but with enough pressure that I know he could pin me to the ground faster than I could scurry away. Yes, it does matter. The pressure increases slightly. Start talking, kid. I squint into the light, trying to see past it to the man, but I can't. There's something about him, something I can't put my finger on, but he's different from the soldiers. It's almost like he's wary of me even though he has the upper hand. I answer his question. Colonel Valerius and Sergeant Meritas, they sent me here because I refuse to do everything they want me to do. I'm sure it's more than that. The pressure on my chest lifts. How long were you sentenced for? 24 hours. He grunts. <laughs> What'd they charge you with? Assault of a soldier? He removes the staff from my chest. Really? Yes. The light shifts and I can almost make out part of his face. The shadow of a dark beard with flecks of gray clings to his jaw, but his eyes are still hidden beneath the hood. Then he reaches down toward me and offers his hand. Black words tattoo his arm. Honor, God, with a small cross underneath. Who is this guy? Other than Storm, no one in Talionis speaks of God. I hesitate for a moment, then take his hand and allow him to help me up. Fighting against Talionis doesn't come without its price. Be careful. He turns to go away, then pauses. You should never have had to face the things you're facing. It's not right. His words wrap themselves around me, reach into my heart. Whoever this man is, whatever he's doing out here, those words capture me. He walks away, and I step toward him. Wait. He doesn't turn around. I chase after him. Where are you going? I have work to do. I walk faster and close the distance to him. I grab his sleeve. But I don't know where to go. He sighs. Please, don't leave me here alone. Desperation has found its way into my voice, and I don't know how to remove it. I'm terrified of this man, but also drawn to him. He approaches me again, looming over me. His hood falls off, and for the first time, I glimpse his face. It's bronzed and weathered, and his hair is charcoal black and sprinkled with gray. But it's his dark, searching gaze that freezes me in place. I hardly breathe as he studies me. Then he nods. Fine. Let me see your wrist. Why? He grabs my wrist and examines the halo act band. Leaning his staff against the tree, he retrieves something from his pocket. He fiddles with the lock on the clasp until it comes undone and removes the band from my wrist. 
I have work to do tonight. If you don't want to be alone, you can come with me. He grabs his staff. But I can't say it'll be any safer than waiting in this clearing. With that, he sets off at a pace just shy of a run. I hesitate for less than a second before I take off after him. He moves over the forest floor and through the maze of trees and fallen buildings with the ease of familiarity. I stumble over a rock and the whisper of uncertainty threads its way through me. Is this the best idea? I have no idea who this man is, and he's comfortable here. No one is comfortable in the ruins. I regain my footing and hurry to catch up. Whether or not this is a good idea doesn't matter. It's definitely a better option than waiting around for a pack of wild animals to finish me off. A few minutes later, the man approaches a dilapidated building, then disappears inside. I pause. Buildings collapse out here for no reason, so entering one seems like a bad idea. The darkness of the night is thick now that the man has stepped inside with his light. Something rustles in the trees behind me. Okay, inside it is. I step over broken bits of concrete, enter, and stop. This is not what the inside of an abandoned building should look like. Debris and rubble have been cleared from the floor. The room is well lit, and there's a table and entire communication center set up. At least that's what it appears to be. The man has multiple screens, and he has something up to his ear. His face is lined in concentration, and I almost think he forgot about me. Which is probably a good thing. I need to get out of here. He's probably working with Colonel Valerius, and this is all a trap. I step back, and something crunches under my foot. The man whirls toward me. You're one of them, aren't you? My voice is unnaturally high. You're a soldier of Talionis. He sets down the device he was listening to and faces me, arms crossed. No, I'm not. I sweep my hand over his equipment. You expect me to believe you. One shoulder lifts. I don't expect you to believe anything, but it's true. He focuses on one screen, pokes at it, and I stand there and watch, because as much as it terrifies me, I want to believe him. I want to believe there's a man who isn't like every other soldier I've encountered in the last weeks. I move toward him, curiosity propelling me. What are you doing? He doesn't look up. Work. So you do work for them? Please let the answer be no. He arches an eyebrow at me. No. A moment later, a nearby explosion rips through the night. I collapse to the floor, hands covering my head, ears ringing. You can get up, the man says. I lower one arm and peer over at him. He's at his desk, unfazed by the explosion. My heart is still pounding. What was that? What's your name? I guess we're just going to ignore the fact that something exploded. I sit up. Bria. He taps away at a screen, then nods. Your story checks out, Bria. He leans back in his chair. I'm Kai. Welcome to one of my sites. One of your what? Who are you? What is going on? How did you end up here? The side of Kai's mouth quirks into a grin. Your questions all lead to long stories, but I'll tell you this much. I escaped Talionis. Now I fight them from here. I stare at him. None of that makes sense. There's no way he could be a recruit. He's at least 30 or 40 years older than me, and Talionis hasn't been around that long. Were you a soldier? No. 
an alarm sounds on one of his screens. Kai leaps to his feet, taps on the screen, and then picks up a bag. You're welcome to stay here. There's a cot in the corner, and you'll be safe enough. I'll be back in the morning. Where are you going? He's almost out the door before I can get the question out. I have to handle something. He disappears outside. I stare at the place he stood a moment ago, then run to the door. When I look out, there's no sign of him. I move back inside and go over to his desk. There are seven screens set up, but they're all off now. If Ari was here, she'd be breaking into them and figuring out who Kai is and what he's doing out here. But I don't have her skills with tech. I search the room, but there's nothing else of much interest. There's a cot in the corner, like Kai said, and it beckons me. Maybe I can rest. Just for a little. Kai is an enigma, but though a part of me knows I should fear him, I'm not as scared of him as I am of Colonel Valerius or any of the soldiers in Talionis. I sit on the cot. He said he'd be back tomorrow. I yawn, my eyes drooping. My head hits the pillow, and exhaustion washes over me. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Rhea and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.